Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today I don't feel like doing anything. Hello and welcome to the Kaching with Jane King podcast, a podcast from parents to parents to help us teach the next generation about money. Now, today's podcast is brought to you by Arc Athletics, a New York City-based fitness and athletic training facility. To keep your young athletes healthy and injury-free during the summer sports season, you can get tips and watch videos on arcathletics.com. And with me as always, Kim Mustin, friend, mom, Wall Street executive, Kim. Hello. Hi. Happy summer. You know, we just celebrated the 4th of July. I've been thinking a lot about my independence. And one of the best things I think we can teach our kids is how to be financially independent. And today, boy, do we have like a rock star lineup of young ladies that are really like seem like they're pretty sharp. Uh, Well, you know, you and I, Kim, have been doing these podcasts for months now. And we've talked to authors, we've talked to financial analysts and media types about kids and money, but never any young people about where they are in terms of financial literacy. So that's going to change today. We have three guests with us today. Uh, Camden Moore, who is a rising senior at Southern Methodist University. Hello, Camden. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, London Mercer, uh, also at SMU. I am. Nice. <laughs> and Allison Nichols, who is also at SMU, right? You guys yes, all, we're all SMU, at SMU. Con- Thanks for having us. No, Contingency. Yeah. And you're spending the summer in New York doing various kinds of internships. We are. I'm working with you at Lila Max Media for all of that. And then, Lun, you're I'm at- working at Studio 71. It's a media agency based out of LA, but they just opened up an office here. So it's been a good time so far. I'm at Fine Tech Communications, just doing PR work for the summer. Okay. Let me just give you all a shout out for not like lounging at the pool all summer and for actually getting internships because that is one of the best ways that kids can get themselves onto a track to learn how to use all those great skills that you acquire in college from a book sense and start to apply them to re- the real world so that when you get out, you can actually get a J-O-B. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know Camden's come across some things she didn't expect, too, with me this summer. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is very real-world <laughs> applicable. So um, I put together a little quiz on just some basic financial stuff just to get a baseline of like where kind of an average college student is in terms of financial literacy. So don't feel bad because I'm going to talk about a study when this is over that shows that really there's a huge gap out there. So here's just a few questions and feel free to chime in. So what is a 401k? Couldn't tell you. (laughs) Um, I believe that's when you start saving um, for retirement. Cam and I were actually just speaking about this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Did 
Don't look at my script. No. <laughs> May have snuck a peek. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're saving for retirement, I think you can get one with your job, but it has to be a good job, if I'm correct. <laughs> well, that's kind of right. I mean, it is a retirement vehicle, and Kim, you can add yeah. into this too. Um, it's tax-free. So it's money taken out of your paycheck. You don't pay taxes on it. You can save for your whole career, and it's there for retirement. Yeah. Grows tax-deferred, and it's an employer-sponsored plan. So it's not something that an individual can start themselves. You can do that through an IRA, make you know your uh, personal savings. But a 401k has to be an employer-sponsored plan. And really nice employers will match your dollars that you contribute. And you take it out and you go, well, why would I want to have money taken out of my paycheck? Well, you don't pay taxes on it if you get it taken out number one. And number two, it grows tax deferred until you reach retirement age. And then you like wake up and you like open up that statement. You go, holy Hannah, I saved bucket loads of money. Let's get on that world cruise and go. Okay. What's the average credit card interest rate? Um, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I'm going to guess low, but I feel like you know better. Isn't it? I want to say it's like 13%. Ooh. I was going to go seven percent. I would to take it. Yeah, they might. Uh, yeah. So I guess I'm going to guess 7%. It's about. Know, f- it's too bad we don't have our friend who's working at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that would have the results, right? It's about fifteen percent. So it's a pretty pretty high oh, interest yeah. rate. Okay, the average student debt upon graduation in the United States. High. High. <laughs> um, it depends where you go, but. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> way too much. That's way the answer. Too much. I'm gonna go with like sixty to eighty thousand. Wow. Okay. What do you guys think? I can't tell that wow was a high. I know. Wow. I'm yeah. trying to judge her. No, it's about 30. Okay. It's about 30. Okay. But that's the average. So yeah. there probably are some people that, that have 60 to 80, and there are probably some Ooh. that have 10. And um, what happens when you withdraw money from an ATM that is not your bank? Charges you like $3. What, $2. Okay. What, what would you say the average fee is from, and this is according to bank rate data, not from your bank. What would be the average fee? I would say. Two fifty, maybe. Yeah, two fifty. Four dollars and thirty-five cents. Shocking! It is. It's ridiculous. Walk the extra four blocks. Go to your bank. (laughs) In Dallas, they don't have my bank there, so every time I have to pull out cash, it's always charging Uh me a little. Because I'm Venmo, PayPal. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's really well. Um, Okay, this is the last one. You guys are doing great, by the way. What's the difference between a credit card and a debit card? Credit card is... You can just charge. <laughs> credit card is like it's you charge and then you pay later. Debit card, it takes it out of your account right then. And ding, 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 ding. Yes. All right, Camden. Yeah. Only thing I knew. Okay. Yeah, I, that's the only question I knew. <laughs> it's because I, I only... I have that. Yeah. So, All right. I don't have, have the credit card. <laughs> so you guys are not alone. Uh, there was a LendU survey. Uh, they talked to 455 college students. They found 58% indicated they are not saving any money. indicated their parents taught them nothing about managing money. 51% received no financial education in high school. And 43% are not tracking their spending. So um, this is not very unusual, really, where you guys are. So um, anyway, that's why I wanted to have you on today. And so just tell me about your financial education. Has there been any? Was there any in high school? What did your parents do? I mean, what's kind of an overview of that? Do you just take turns on each one? I didn't have, like... 
in high school there was no like nothing taught really and i have talked to my friends about this before i was saying i think as a senior in college you should be required to take a course on how to be an adult pretty much and they teach you about all this stuff that i have that'd be a really long course i would be taking notes very thoroughly asking a lot of questions i think it should be required yeah i i mean i would I'd pay attention. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, interesting. Like growing up, I think my parents tried to teach me. Um, they taught my siblings very well, but by the time it came to me, they're just like, yeah. you got this. No, I I don't know. Yeah, Camden's I am the baby. So. I'm the baby, so I like kinda get the leeway on a lot of things, but they tried. I know they did, and my mom still tries. Like, this is a, my summer of learning how to be an adult, technically. And it's not going well. I still don't, I don't do my finances well. I spend more than I make. Yeah, I just got my first paycheck and I'm like (laughs) trying so hard not to. I think in our brains we see. The fact that you're trying is good. Yeah. Yeah. My brain sees money in my account and it's like, spend it. You have money to spend. But it's like, I know that it's not how My dad actually just literally cut out a an article from the paper and mailed it to me here (laughs) about how millennials are going to like have the potential to retire at the age of 40 if they start saving young enough. So, well, that's awesome. I would love to be retired at 40. Elsa, did you have any stories to tell? Um, my dad is a banker, so he okay. wanted to teach me very young about it. So I remember when I was honestly probably 12, he harassed people at Bank of America to open my first checking account. And so I got a very early uh, financial education, you know, budgeting and spending and Excel and whatnot. But um, Go dad. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, so what I would you say to other people your age then about like, how how to kind of discipline yourself or how to not fall to temptation to go spend a lot oh, when I figured that out <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my question is, yeah. did that did that sink in from 12 to now um, no I actually just had to go back to Bank of America to change my signature um, mm-hmm. on my account because I had put hearts over the eyes of my name. <laughs> I <laughs> love it that's great though my signature was yeah. a little different now right yeah. right so if you had this class what, what would be interesting to you the only people who ever learn this stuff is people in our business school. Like I took business classes. So that's the only reason I ever learned about like checks, balances, like income statements, like all of that stuff. I would never have learned Mm -hmm. if I didn't have to take that class. Yeah. I'm an advertising major. So I'm really Yeah, (laughs) If we had a class like London explained, I feel like just start at the beginning. Like how do we, how do we set up, um, a bank account like my parents had to set up my accounts for me so first teach us that how do we get credit I need to learn I need credit you have to have credit in life insurance insurance I don't I, yeah, I know. It's yeah, uh, complicated. How to do taxes. My dad, that was something that I've had a job every semester since basically being in college. And so every year we sit down and he tries to make me figure it out on my own. And I am so lost doing it. Um, tax but, reform. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, there. you're, there are 70 year old people that yeah. still oh, don't know how to do that. The tax code is what, 7,000 yeah. pages? Yeah. I it's mean, this is quite complicated. Yeah. yeah. So things like, yeah, insurance. Especially credit. I still don't know anything about how to get credit. Yeah. and It's kind of scary to even like talk about because we don't know what it means. Especially so. since mm-hmm. we're going to be seniors and we're going to be graduating. We're going to have to do all of it on our own. And I feel like I'm very behind. Yeah. So <laughs> I took an econ class in high school and they actually made us uh, try to figure out, like we all had to draw from hat professions and their salaries. And then we had to go and like we had to draw from another hat in another city. And so we had to figure out 
budgets from there on. And that was something I blew off in high school, but would be very <laughs> helpful to figure out what I would actually be making in PR and where I would actually want to live and if I could. That's a great live. exercise. Yeah, it is. It's very, I like that. very yeah. you know, real world. So why do you think schools don't do this? I mean, what kind of stuff are you learning instead? Well, at SMU, they require us to take a certain amount of courses re- required it's yeah. like our, in our UC curriculum. And a lot of them are like just stupid blow off classes. Then you have to take your major classes. So it's just like, it's so much that you have to focus on. And then there isn't enough time to take yeah, if, stuff. That- if they put one of those classes in place of the stupid, Sorry, like, the stupid classes that we have to take. Just like, what to, are the stupid classes? Um, like, not, electrical engineering. Okay, like stuff that you, you would to, never use, yeah, right? You would, okay. I, I, no I, knocks I, to the great electrical engineering I, students I, out there. They're very smart. Art, art of the Aztecs was what I could have done without. Like, art of the Aztecs. Yeah. Mm. There's like like going to help you out. class, yeah. yeah. It's just, you have to, like, fulfill a certain amount of creativity pillars and then science pillars and historical context. So, And then you have a bunch of, like, things that have to be for like writing proficiencies and oral they cover proficiencies. their, their bases pretty much with everything you have to do but like but, your future but yeah, your future how, yeah it's like we know everything you have to take a history class you have to take a creative like creativity class but like yeah, you, you're very well rounded well rounded come out but you don't know the stuff that's gonna yeah. help i mean you i'm just i'm honestly like just shocked yeah. that that is not part of the curriculum Everything else, and you're expected to leave and tackle this complicated world of money. Um, I mean, these are our future government leaders. These are, I mean, it's just, it's really, it's shocking to me that that's I would not- sell my art of the Aztecs book and try to get a premium <laughs> and put that into savings immediately. What suggestions would you give to parents who might be listening to this about some of the things that really stuck with you and that were most prescient, you know, that you remember and that helped you, that, or at least a North Star. You may not have it all quite figured out, but at least you know kind of the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, I think learning between a saving account and a checking account really young was helpful for me because now every time I get a paycheck, I try to put at least half of it into saving until I want a new formal dress and it comes right back out. <laughs> but um, things like being able to step into a bank and know what you're talking about and talk to a teller, um, is really helpful because those are things you have to do when you're an adult, even though mm-hmm. they're not fun. Yeah, I mean, I just I just take my kids. Well, they have savings accounts, and I just take them into the bank because I'm like, just them being in the bank, I think, just helps them realize it's not a scary place to yeah. go. Let's talk about that for a second. There's a whole bunch of things that aren't going in the bank anymore, like Venmo and PayPal. Do you guys use those today? I use Venmo probably every day. Yeah, I mean. Like, I love the convenience of it, but it kind of freaks me out that it disconnects you with, I feel like it dis- disconnects me with money. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. like tangible. It, yeah, yeah, like meaning, like I look in my wallet and I go, whoa, I'm running out of cash. I can see it in front of me. But in Venmo, I sort of feel like it's like this fluid kind of... Yeah, we talked about this recently, the difference between our generation with cash and credit cards, because I feel like cash... We have it. We don't want to spend it because yeah. we never, we never have. I never have cash on me. And, and then with yeah. a car, you just feel like you could charge, charge, like whatever. But I feel like with like my yeah. parents' generation, like they always have cash, and like you don't want to use your credit card as much. I don't know. I we were talking yeah. about this the other we day were ta- because we've been taking out cash with us as opposed to our cards because it gives us a mental like I have sixty dollars to spend. That is all you get. Like, but whenever we take our cards out or. 
Like, Doesn't I'll matter. be like, London, will you buy me this? I'll Venmo you it. It's like, whatever. Like, don't see the cash. I don't see her taking the cash from me. She doesn't see it going. So it's all just like more of a mental thing because mm-hmm. if I have to hand her the cash, I'm like, that's that's yeah, you're, $20. You're literally ripping it like, out. Taking yeah. it from me. But if it's on Venmo, you don't see it. I like Venmo's even easier to spend than a credit card, I think, because it's just, it's an app. You know, you're just, it's like I'm just texting yeah. you fake money. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, bing, yeah. And sometimes like, and you have your Venmo, like, um, account that has the money in it. So sometimes I'll be like, oh, I have no money in my, like, bank account. But, oh, I have this much in my Venmo. $20, I'm just going to oh, cash out. I'll just oh, cash look, out. I yeah. magically have more money. Yeah, it's like, no, that's all the same, same money you just have it in different places now. So what would you say, like, as we wrap this up, like, how early should parents start teaching their kids? What kind of lessons do you think worked for you or that you wish you would have had? I remember being very, very young and going around and taking all the change out of the piggy banks in my house. And I counted up all of it. And then the next day, this my dad... cash snatching started at an early <laughs> yeah, age. So my, the next day, my dad took me to the bank and we opened up my first... I don't know, was it check it? I don't, I don't even know. But um, And so since then, I've had an account. And I was like, I feel like I was probably like seven. I was really, really little. I didn't like think anything of it. So I feel like it, the earlier you start, the better. And actually, I know, I remember your dad, Allison's dad, did the fry tax. Whenever she would oh, order yeah. a plate of fries, he would grab a couple and say, fry tax. So just <laughs> putting it in terms that little yeah. kids can understand like that, instead of using all these big words and it just, you get all confused. Mm. So like Not like dumb it down, but kind of dumb it down to where you're teaching them young, like how you do with Lila and Max, like take them to the bank, make sure they just, cause I remember going to the bank with my parents and it just being there, it kind of looked scary to me, but like you just see how it all works. Start young, just Give them the fry tax. Give them as young as possible, I think, and yeah, get it in schools. terms of belt, be able like, to understand and grasp. I honestly think if you started even like during their math classes that they have that they're being taught, take ten minutes or one class a week and make it like a biz, like a class to teach them money because that's something we all have to know. So if you start them even like third grade, fourth grade. Yeah. I feel like that would have taught me so much more as a twenty-one-year-old about to go into life. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else you want to share? Yeah, I just remember when I was, I first started babysitting at probably 15, my dad wanted me to like register it with the state so I could pay taxes on my babysitting money. I love your dad. <laughs> He's quite I the character. So um, I, I refused, of course, because 15 year olds don't understand, but he taught me that everything you earn, some of it goes to the state, and that's just how life is, and life isn't fair, and sometimes your dad takes your fries because it's a fry tax. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> the fry tax. That's still, the, the word of the podcast. Well, we went to a Broadway show last night with the kids, our first Broadway show, and Max wanted a snack. And of course, they're $8 for a little thing of Swedish fish or something. And I said, okay, you can have a snack, I'll pay for it, and I'll take $8 from you when you get home. And he was like, ah, second thought, no, he didn't want it. And so I'm trying to like teach them this is really money and it's overpriced and they have you trapped inside here and that's why they can charge you more. So yeah, my dad always put it into terms of whenever I was babysitting for money, I was only making probably eight to $10 an hour when I was really young. And every time I'd want to buy something, he was like, is that really worth four hours of your time? And I would rethink that real Mm -hmm. quick. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, thank you thank so you much. It was really interesting and fun today. Yeah. So thank you very much, London, Allison, and Camden uh, for joining us today. Thanks as well to Kim Mustin, also uh, producer Rob Schulte. And uh, thank you for joining us as well. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. So keep them coming. We're on all the socials at Kids Kaching. And big thanks to our sponsor, Arc Athletics, a New York City-based fitness and athletic training facility. To keep your young athletes healthy and injury-free during the summer sports season, you can go to arcathletics.com. There's tips and videos there on how to do that. So that's all for now, and we'll catch you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.